tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode one, one, one. We in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most. B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yes, yes. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Uh-huh. You already know how this goes. Please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you're in branded deals, business opportunity, please email us at thismightnotgoaway at gmail.com. And please, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please follow, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, because that helps with the algorithm. Episode 111. Weekly check-ins. How you doing this week, brother? I'm cooling right now, man. I just got the spring break. I'm definitely tired. That's <laughs> just like I realized today, like, oh, snap. It's only Thursday, and I don't got to work for X amount of days. Like, it's a nice feeling. Uh, This generation of child is different. <laughs> they are very needy and very draining, and <laughs> I'm more tired than I've ever been. <laughs> and do, it, do you have any plans? I tried to plan some stuff, but then it was like financially, did it really make sense? I'm trying to just... Really spend more time with the homies, you know, shorty, when she come back, she hang out with her. But just trying to just be intentional with spending time and seeing people, but also getting my rest in. And just, you know, just unwinding as we get into the warmer seasons. But so I, I'm not exhausted. You know, I mentioned last week, I just, I try, I took, a, I'm taking a, a chance on a career opportunity. And if it does come to fruition, it's going to be a busy summer for me. So I really just want to make sure I'm in the best mental and, you know, physical and spiritual mental headspace to possibly, you know, conquer that and everything else I got going on. But yeah, man, we're gonna talk about the whole. I, I you know normally I say I'm good, I'm chilling. I ain't say that today. We're gonna talk about why I didn't say that after we do the interview and whatnot. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, right now I'm just you know cooling, processing, progressing. How you feeling? Oh man, I feel like a dumbass. I got caught with this weather, man. Like yo, this weather's playing hide and seek with me, bro. Earlier this week, it was a high 60s. I came in my big jacket because you know New York weather. Start sweating. Then the next day, I'm thinking, all right, cool. We're about to have a lot shit, low 50s, raining. Now, today, come out the house, 50. And then it went all the way up to 72 degrees. And I'm over here like, yo, New York. This is why I tell you, New York do not have four seasons. We have about like 12 seasons in a fucking year, bro. We're in that stage where it's spring, but hey, winter can come around and <laughs> and knock your ass out real quick. So I'm upset with the weather. But other than that, I'm doing well, man. Um, I can't really complain too much. You know, I woke up. I'm grateful, man. I, 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 what I'm realizing more as I'm getting older, just be grateful that you wake up every single day, man. You have the the ability to change any situation that you're in. Um, you can you can fix any problem that you have in your life as long as you can wake up the next day and put actions towards it. Okay. Yeah, like that. That's but we have a special episode for you guys today. Be back with a lot of interview. This time we're gonna try to help you with your bread. And we got someone special from Atlanta tuning in. So check us out. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Now we are joined by a special guest for this episode. We gotta we gotta bring in, we gotta talk about showing the money. We got a special guest, Andre, all Britain in the building. Clap it up for him. Hey, hey, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, Andre. I'm glad you come around. You know, if you were a fan of the podcast, you know, towards the, the, the first year, we was talking about a lot of financial literacy during the pandemic, especially about the stock markets and real estates and taxes and all that. So we had to bring it back because we want to provide some knowledge of how, you know, young people can take care of their money, especially in the economy that we're in. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it, it's needed. Yeah, very needed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's important too for our audience to get to know a little bit about you before we even jump into to the question. So for you know, you can give you a little time to talk about just you know who is Andre Albert and how did you get into this point where you are you know in the the financial lane? Okay, yeah, you know, I'm a bit complicated individual. I try and keep it simple for everyone. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm based out here in Atlanta. Uh, I say I'm a true Atlanta person. You know, I decide to go out, have fun with some friends, catch some games. I'm originally from Orlando, Florida. You know, as far as I got into the industry and even became like a financial influencer, to be quite honest, it was all by accident. Uh, I don't think I even knew at the time that people would pay you to help them with their money. So this is like back in 2016. I'm in Dallas, Texas. If you guys have never been in Dallas, and y'all don't kill me if anyone is from Dallas, but it was so boring and hot. I had nothing else better to do but learn something new. But uh, yes, yeah, so ever since then, like, I just been working in a um, financial firm. Uh, I'm doing advising now, so I just create financial plans for folks. And at the end of the day, man, it's just something I love to do. Because, uh, you know, something my father told me as a kid, as a teenager, was it's important to have options in life. He ain't tell me you need money to have options in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I that out, guys. So I said, okay, I want options, but it's like, you got to have money to do that. So that's what I help people do. I mean, we just do that through financial empowerment. That's dope. That's dope. So to, for the for the uninformed, like, can you explain what a financial plan is? What does that look like? Because I think that's something that, you know, even as I'm just I just turned 30. So it's like even I've heard the term in recent years, but I was like, imagine hearing what that is at like 20 years old or when you get your first real job and whatnot. So can you explain what financial planning is in depth a little bit? Yeah, sure. So to me, a financial plan is pretty much just to say, hey, this is what I'm doing with my money. So like, especially in your 30s. In your early ages, this is like the time we should be focusing a lot on our money. Because, you know, with the compound compound interest, you have time to let the money grow, take on the risk. You know, at the end of the day, like a financial plan is just exactly what it sounds like. This is what my money's doing. This is what I'm going to invest it. This is how I'm going to insure myself. This is how I'm planning for my children's education, so on and so on. You know, I depend on what level you are in life or how complicated life is. I depend on how big it is. But, you know, for me and my clients, I try and keep it simple, man. I try to do a one-page financial plan. Come back next year. We revamp it because, you know, your life is going to change. You might get married. You might get divorced. You might have kids. Who knows? So at the end of the day, you know, it's something that's meant to be updated annually. All right. That's dope. That's dope. Um, So I guess in thinking about, like, the financial plan, what do you think is something, like, one, if you had to say, like, what are your three big things? Like, your three big, you know, if I'm going to start talking about finances with a person, what are the three things that you think are like key for anybody to understand about money or anything to understand about how to, you know, initiate trying to properly plan? Because, again, as B said, our first year, we were really heavy talking about a lot of financial things and financial issues. It seemed like during the pandemic, especially, there was a lot of, I don't want to say get rich quick schemes, but a lot of like 
there was a lot of people had a lot more time to study the financial markets, to study ways to invest. And then it's like this inflationary market and this, you know, drawback market hit. And it was just like, oh, shit, everybody, you know. I still I still remember, what was the, the AMC stocks AMC or went, um, the GameStop, GameStop, the GameStop stocks? Don't, don't, don't talk about that, bro. I had a chance to get like a thousand shares and I just didn't believe in it. And then I looked on my, I looked at, I looked one day and I was like, why is this shit over $200? I wouldn't, I, I ain't going front. I almost red pill, blue pill Even myself. Even the Dodge coin, that went up. Everybody was making thousands off the Dodge coins. We're going to yeah. get there. We're going to get there. But, like, what do, you, what do you think of your first, like, the first three or the first three building blocks you would say a person should have in creating that financial plan or just outlining what, they, what they're trying to get to? You know, the first one is you need to have a budget or a spending plan, dollar plan, whatever you want to call it. You want to make sure you're telling your money what to do because I don't know about y'all. If I got extra money in my account, it's going to get spent. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to spend it on drinks, food, speakers, entertainment. So, yeah, like before the money even touches my accounts, okay, I'm going to send it to my savings account. I'm going to send it to my investing account. I'm going to pay these bills. If I have any credit card debt, I'm going to pay that off. And when I get the extra money, then I don't feel as bad about spending it, you know, because it is what it is. So I have one question about the credit card, because credit card is a big thing from what I'm seeing from, from people around me and people that I know. Is it important to make minimum payments or how much payments, um, how much money you should because I know some people who pay double the minimum payment and some people who just pay just the minimum. What's like the appropriate amount when you're making credit card payments? So the appropriate amount is probably going to be whatever your budget deems is okay. So, you know, one thing I'm always saying is like when it comes to personal finances, it's personal for a reason. What works well for Brian Lawrence may not work well for me and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you can only do minimum payments, then that's what you can only do. But if you can do extra, Highly recommended, and we can kind of compare this to investing nowadays. So credit cards, we all know they have like high interest rates, might be in the 20%. So the stock market, it's kind of hard to get 20% on your money nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like COVID, that's a, not necessarily a one-time thing, but it's very rare during those stock times. So, you know, if you can pay off your credit card, save that 20%, you're not investing, but you're also saving 20% of your money. So it kind of makes sense just to do that instead of taking on that risk in the market. Because, hey, you can get a guarantee saving 20% on your money just by paying off your credit card, and your credit score should go up. That's, a, that's, a, that's actually great advice. I think that's something that young people should understand in terms of, like, the value of those credit scores and the values. Like, you can't you can't spend what you don't have. You feel me? So if you're paying off your yeah. debt, like you said, you're saving 20% in the long term as opposed to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something here, do something there. And you're really just breaking even because you might be making money here, but you still have to pay back money there. So that's definitely yeah. a dope yeah, yeah, you got yeah, to pay attention to the credit scores. I'm not in the day. Our credit scores are adult GPA. Like that, That's just what it is for the time being. <laughs> that's offending. That's definitely that's that's a great analogy. <laughs> um, I guess I'm, I guess true. I, you talked about the stock market too earlier. You mentioned like so we're in a weird time. Like you said, COVID was one of those times where it was a lot of money to be made out there, but then a lot of people didn't understand things like capital gains tax. Didn't understand you know just the way that money really works and like the big market how how your tax at the end of the year what you should save what and what not have you. Now we're in this market where everything is seemingly the value the opportunities to make money have obviously decreased and then we're seeing like the price of goods <laughs> of carton of eggs is what like eight dollars like two months ago like you feel me oh, yeah. so yeah. how do you what would what advice would you give somebody that's trying to navigate every day like i know like that hundred dollars of groceries like pre-2020 that you was getting like you was gonna be able to eat for the week in costco type joints you could barely 
you know, fill up a shelf in the fridge now. So, like, what is some advice we give to somebody that's, like, you know, tr- again, trying to navigate and they just see the prices going up, but they're not, you know, their income hasn't gone up. What would you tell them? How would you tell them to regulate with their, within their budgets to make sure that, you know, they're not overspending in their means while still getting what they need and trying to save? Right. Yeah, well, that, that's a very good topic. Uh, so two thoughts come to mind. The first one is as retail investors, we need to let COVID stocks go. Like we talked about the AMC. Y'all, AMC is a bad business. Uh, we talked about GameStop. They're pretty much the middleman in a dying industry. So uh, to see these stocks go up, that should be like a red flag in a sense. It's pretty much saying if it's too easy, then there's probably something going on with it. Because at the end of the day, with those stocks, somebody got left holding the bag. It, it wasn't me, but somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the second one I mentioned is invest what you can afford to lose. Um, investing, to me, is a little bit of a necessity, but for a lot of people, it's still a luxury. So, again, if you owe people money, um, that's something you got to pay. If you still have student loans or you just kind of doing paycheck to paycheck right now, which is fine when you're young. Yeah, you have other things to focus on. But at the end of the day, when you get to that investing side, no matter what you invest in, always assume you can lose it in the next week. Obviously, some stocks are going to be more riskier than others and more likely to lose. Some won't. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you're using your rent money to do this, trying to make a quick flip, I'm always against that. Now, I have one question. Now, you probably don't have this problem because you're in Atlanta, but we're from New York. Real estate. Any tips or any trick i know real estate in new york is horrible i think we should just get out of dodge slick but (laughs) any any tips along that way about real estate for any people potentially trying to be homeowners for myself you know you're right it's two whole different markets atlanta we got a lot of houses for for the cheap and uh, New York, low, low, low. dang expensive man (laughs) (laughs) uh so for new york i would say and I say this really for any location, but house hacking. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with what house hacking is, that's pretty much using your real estate property to make some type of income. And, you know, there's always the big talk about is a home truly an asset because it costs money to maintain. You pay taxes on it. And if you're leaving it for your kids, then you don't really get much out of it, honestly, because you ain't getting no, no money from it. So um, I'll, I'll share my quick story. Uh, in my lifetime, I'm 34 now and i had three homes in my lifetime i think i got my first one like at age 29 or something but um, no um the first one simple home in a new gentrified area um we ended up selling it split the profits the second home was a town home that owned a little bit outside of the city i had a roommate and she paid like at least 90 percent of the mortgage by herself and then in my current home it's a new build and it's like me Myself and I, and I got like four different bedrooms. So like last year, I had two other people staying in the bedrooms just to help keep bringing in that income. Uh, you know, it's definitely not glamorous as far as the side we don't show on Instagram. But, you know, if you want your house to make money and you can keep moving up, then yeah, I think house hacking is the way to go. Because, you know, my first house, the bathroom was on the outside of the, of the main bedroom. My second house, my bathroom was attached to my uh, main bedroom, something I'm really living. Folks, my bathroom now, the toilet actually has its own room in it. So now it's just like amazing to me because I'm noticing the more house I can I do, 
the not so my bathroom guests for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> that's, that's our office half the time, so that's fire. Yeah. That's the throne. That's the throne right there. And that's been how I've been gauging my success lately is how nice my bathroom is. <laughs> I just saw a guy pay 5000 for one of those robotic like toilets. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to use that too <laughs> as the range of that's the measure. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, and I guess in terms of real estate, too, I think that we've seen a lot of a lot of New Yorkers have left New York actually to go down to Atlanta. Because I think, like, right now, to get a, a beater house to live in New York City, you're probably still paying upwards of half a million. That's probably, like, a 2-1 two, a two one type situation. You feel me? So, And that's, like, at the low end. You probably, you in the hood. I keep you hearing about... you could get with that in Houston? It's like, oh, my God. But now, I, I hear... I hear Atlanta. I'm also hearing Charlotte. So have you have you started looking into the Charlotte market or like what is it about down south that just drives us down there? Is that is it the smart financial investment to leave a major city like a New York or LA or I'm trying to think New York, LA, uh, where I'm trying to think I don't know what other those are two main places I can think of where the house the, you know the cost of living is so high. And when you do yeah. that, do you do you see can, can like can that lead you to I don't want to say financial freedom, but definitely to a better financial position? Uh, short answer is hell yeah, it definitely can. Um, you know, if I can say one thing, um, delayed gratification. Um, what that is is just saying, hey, I'm okay with not being happy now, so I can be happy for the next 20 years down the road. So when I was getting out of college, shout out to fame, you guys, shout out my alma mater. Uh, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people, and this is something I didn't do, so I'm paying for it now. But they moved up north so they moved to wisconsin detroit places people didn't want to go to but that's where people were paying the highest amount because they couldn't get anyone else to go up there so you know detroit's cold prime is a little a little high so yeah i wouldn't want to move up there but they didn't you know they're doing pretty well now so a lot of times what people do is they'll move to where they are needed get your experience get your money even buy a property if you want to and then they'll move to where they want to move to so, yeah, I mean, some people, they can move to Charlotte. I think that's a very decent growing city from what I've seen. I've been there twice this year so far. And then, you know, once you get your experience, you get your job, you get your money, yeah, move out to New York City. Move out to Atlanta in the downtown area, you know. Uh, but I, I think it's worth the sacrifice if you can do that sacrifice. Okay. So definitely. So do you no, say- you're 100% correct because Detroit is on a rise because I remember just a couple of years ago, they was giving those abandoned houses – pennies on a dollar and now they're telling me in about next five years it's going to be sort of uh, a growing market like charlotte yeah uh, i mean i could see it and yeah it's just about that delayed gratification doing what you don't want to do now so you can be happy down the road i dig that so would you say sacrifice is definitely a major part of of, um, installing those uh financial plans and getting things started like you have to sort of cut some things out in order to get where you want to go um big time you know, we think wealth is complicated. It's not complicated at all. It's a simple math equation. Your income minus your expenses equals what you have left over. So, you know, I'm telling people, like, hey, you can increase this margin at the end of the day by one or two ways. One, you increase your income. B, you decrease your expenses. And the bonus answer is you do both of them at the same time. So, you no, know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, I just think, unfortunately, social media it makes it seem really complicated, but oftentimes, man, it's some simple stuff. Like if you want to live, you want to make more money, hey, you might have to do some Uber driving. Like I've been there before, and I passed that point, thank God. 
But yeah, you got to do what you got to do until then. <laughs> so you also bring up social media because I know one big thing social media was telling everybody. You need an LLC. Get you an LLC. Without, without a plan, just get you an LLC and write up all your shit and you're going to be rich. So can you like talk, speak to that notion or dispel that notion or add some element of understanding to the audience just to be like, well, yeah, LLCs are good if you use them in this way. You're not just going to get it and magically be rich tomorrow. Right. Uh, no, man, I, I got to say this first. Uh, for all the listeners out there, please tell your friends this. You can work in corporate America and be rich and be wealthy. You can be just fine living that life. I'm not showing this whole business thing got sexy because it ain't sexy at all. Like, it's a lot of Thank you. insane. <laughs> but you know, about the six figures and up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. But, um, you know, just speaking on the whole LLC thing, y'all have a plan. Make sure your plan access some type of decent return on investment. Just because you can make pies really well doesn't mean you should open up a business. You might not be business minded like that. Like, we, we got to get away from that side. And then, you know, just for social media in general, if you all see just the most, not most random thing, we'll say the new hot topics, like the metaverse was hot, um, once upon a time, Bitcoin was hot, Dogecoin was hot, NFTs were hot, LOCs are hot now. I remember one time I kept saying that people were saying to buy a G-Wagon to get a tax break. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't oh, afford a G-Wagon. Yeah, it's just like a trend that people follow, and then you notice that the trend will fall off, and that's kind of your telltale sign that's probably not worth it at all. I like that. I think that it's the realism of it, just being like, okay, we see trends, you see somebody, you know this, they will show you that G-Wagon, they will show you those nice apartments or those nice condos or those nice trips that they're taking and saying it's all through the LLC, but there is a level of realism we have to take in that space. So I'm glad you said that just so everybody can kind of hear it. Cause definitely you do see the utility in a lot of these things, but it's like, what's going to be allowed to work. Cause everything was making money until the market, the financial market started dropping. So that's dope. Yeah. Pretty much, man. Do you have any thoughts about this this rumor that a lot of countries are coming together to create uh, a new form of currency? Like they're trying to def- deflate the dollar. I read that the other day and I was like, what's happening? Yeah, I think Brazil, China mm-hmm. and some other countries along the way is trying to escape away from the American dollar. Right. You know, all right. So first off, not an expert. You know, this is like for the economists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But looking at the story, it just seems like it's just kind of clickbait to me. So pretty much, Russia and China, when they were doing currency trades, the U.S. dollar was in the middle. We're the middleman. They took out the middleman. That seemed smart to me. So I said, okay, I don't see why they weren't doing that from the get-go, honestly. (laughs) You know, looking at the U.S. dollar, since then it hasn't changed. Compared to the euro, I think we're like 92 cents to their $1 in the euro, which is about average for us. So I haven't seen any changes to it. I mean, if they are doing it, Hey, I'll sit back and watch, but until then, you know, it's just some good topics. I'm about to say, I really definitely want to check that out. It's been so much weird financial news, and now we financial conspiracy. Y'all saw what happened with the Cash App guy. Unfortunately, he lost oh, his yeah. life. That's sad. And now the U.S. Yeah. is dropping their their digital payment system. I'm like, oh yeah, this is poor timing, and then, and it's finest. Y'all about the movie about to be crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, all righty. So, Andre, you have any final tips that you want to give to our listeners just for this upcoming year? You know, man, I'm always big on financial tips, but the main one I've been sticking with this year is just to be proactive. 
So real quick, short story. When I was outside at some vending spot, I'm, you know, mainly my table and everything. This one guy did his presentation and he helps people prepare emergency bags. So he had an emergency bag in his house, in his car, at his job and somewhere else. But what he mentioned was that really stuck with me is preparing for something is a luxury. So with that, it's the same for the finances. I've you know working in the financial field for a while now, I do notice that people will come to us when the emergency has already happened. So they lost the job and say, okay, you lost your job. I'm honestly out of options for you. Like your biggest thing is just to get a job and then honestly come back. So with this one, just being proactive with your finances, um, the time to seek out someone is when everything's going well for yourself. You have more money coming in, that's the time to plan. You know, not when everything's up in flames. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't prep for war during war. You prep for war during peace. Simple as that, and vice versa. So no, I just want people just to be proactive with the finances. Um, I also compare it to as far as the government. The government can be reactive. So if something happens, they react. It's okay, but you know, especially for your life, yeah, it's now's the best time to plan. So now that that'd be my last golden piece for them. Oh, perfect. So, Andre, we appreciate you coming through, brother, and sharing your tips. You want to give the people a spot where they can come find you at or how they can reach out to you if they want to get into some planning? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, the financial plans I do, they're honestly for free. There's no strings attached. It's just my way of kind of helping close the racial wealth gap. And if they want to, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram name is T as in Tango, M as in Millennials, N as in Next, D as in Door, underscore money. And hey, slide in the DMs. Yes, and we will include all the information in the episode description and in social media as well. So go make sure you go follow my guy and make sure you get your financials correct. You feel me? Thank you once again for joining us. Big hey, friends. no problem. Brian Lawrence, love what you guys have been doing. Hey, thanks again for having me. Absolutely, man. All Be right. great. Thank you. All right. Once again, shout out to Andre. Please go follow him on social media. He's giving you free tips too. So hit him in DM, send, tell him that you know you listen to him on this might not go well. You feel me? Shout out to him again for 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 setting that up. But let's get back to the show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not really, but I just like saying that. But I think a lot of people like when we are transparent about a lot of things, like you feel me, the balance of righteousness and ratchetness. I think that's a great, if, if there wasn't a podcast previously out there named that, I wouldn't mind switching the show name to that, but I think someone owns that. But one thing we could talk about now to be more transparent about men is the biggest lie men tell. And this is courtesy of the nice and neat podcast. See how Duke and them is talking. What's the biggest lie women say? It's okay. It's okay. What's the biggest lie men say? I'm good. I'm good. Yep. It's not, I'm going to be late. I got it. It's I'm good. And the reason men tell you I'm good is because we're trying to be superheroes. I don't want to be vulnerable because I don't know how you guys going to take it. I don't know how to express myself. I don't know how to tell you that I'm not good. I don't trust you. And I just don't know what to do. The biggest lie men tell is I'm good. If you're yep. Slick, take it right away. This is your, this is, this is, this is ISO. This is your Carmelo. <laughs> I, I don't even know why it's ISO. We both talking, but uh, yeah, man, I definitely agree with that statement. I think that video definitely resonates. I think that you know, working with kids, being in relationships, being a, a, a son, a nephew, a cousin, a brother, de facto, etc. It's like a lot of times you feel like you need to be a superhero. You can't show uh, you know, dents in the armor. 
Some people ask you, remember you not doing that well. You say, I'm good. I'm okay. Even if you go, you could be hurting like hell. You definitely, a lot of us, I know I do it all the time. I say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Just because like you don't want to add to anyone else's burden. One thing I'm learning is that like for conversations or for, you know, anything like that, there never is a perfect time or a right time to have them or to address them. And like they said on Nice and Neat, it's like, yeah, I don't really necessarily know how to be vulnerable in some spaces. I don't really know how much I can tell somebody, how much I can give somebody. I think in pre-production, we had a great conversation. As much as we do share with our therapist, there still is a fine line of what I can and can't say just off of being a man and being in you know this current era. As much, you know, I don't want to say flag, but as much as we've been called out at times, you know, maybe being one-sided on certain topics or, you know, bringing a certain type of, of energy, a lot of times it's like, you know, sometimes you, this is the, our space to say what we need to. And again, this is our vulnerable space where it's like, even though we know people are listening, it's like us, it's us having a conversation. Right. But I'm good. is definitely one of those big lies that you tell. And I think, again, I go back to, to like working with kids. Like when you see like these kids don't understand, I'm good. They're going to share. <laughs> you, you give them a phone and tell what's going on with them and they trust you. They going to tell you, I think, Again, everything yeah i think as men growing up currently it's who can you trust to tell these things that aren't going to use those ideas or use those feelings against you or gaslight or you know diminish what you're going through i think that a lot of times what i've seen is that when you go i think through, less of you yeah yeah that's I, true. I think that's something that's something that us guys now i'm sorry to cut you off but that just hit me just now it's like i i feel like i don't share things because i don't feel like i want to be less than i don't want to be thought mm-hmm. less than like i can't handle it and i'm not saying that i can or can't i just don't want you to have the idea of me though that's i'm a, sorry continue that no no that's offendy and i think that i think it's, it's very tiring because i think that how many people really know how to listen that's really what it comes down to i'm gonna say i'm good because i don't trust that you can listen and understand and a lot of times when we do have those conversations people we think we can have them with um they're not able for many reasons to listen or they listen to the part that resonates with them and it becomes about them right or it becomes a a a conversation as opposed to a listening session which is not always a bad thing, but sometimes I don't want I'm, I'm coming to you. Because I, I'm not trying to hear your problem, help you with your problem. I'm coming to you because I need you to understand where I'm at, what I'm going through. Just just listen sometimes. And sometimes it's good to talk to your thoughts. Like uh, we're reading a book in school called Monster. It's about like, you know, youth and youth jails and going through craziness and PTSD and all of that. And it's like at times, even if you're a free man, men go through a lot of shit that there is nowhere to stay. So it's like you're in your mind, you're in solitary confinement because who do you talk to? Who do you deal with? How do you uh, address what you're saying without, you know, seeming like less than, you know? And that and that's so and it's so tough because we said this a lot in our hopeless phase. It's navigating that, and one of the plights of being a man is you have to find it. You just have to find the I don't care. And it's not mean that you don't care. It's just that you just got to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. It's not, and it's not, and as much, and that's why they say, you know, life sucks, <laughs> you know, like life is like a dog in this trash, but you have to be perseverance and keep moving on, Um, you know, especially just as black males, we don't really have anybody to fall back to most of the time, I'm not saying every black male, but just, just black people, I just want to say black male, just black folks overall, we don't usually have a safety net. 
most of us are not have that luxury. So it's always the back against the wall of mentality that we have. And we, and, and that, and that, and, and, you know, at times that could be our strength. Cause I know that at times for me, that's my strength to go through whatever I'm going through, knowing that my back is against the wall. But it's just tough, you know? Like, I was just telling Slick earlier today with some of my problems. I was just like, damn, I just have to find a way to get through it. It is it's no if, ands, or but. I don't have, I can't look to my left. I can't look to my right. I just got to push forward. And it's, it's easier than said than done. Like, it's easy to say out loud, but to actually go in every single day, have that discipline and have that commitment. To go at it every single day, it's very tough. And, man, if you're going through this right now or you're finding out the realities of being a man, especially in society, you got this. Don't give up the fight. You know, find your reason, whatever that is, family, lover, kids, or whatnot. You matter, but you got to find a way. Now, granted, we, we, we are in... I would like to say we are in better times than before. We now we have outlets now, you know, find a way to channel your emotions, understand your emotions. That's one thing that I like to do now is I like to something I go with my therapist now too, is she kind of, she, she kind of taught me how to at least be in the sea of my emotions. Now, whatever, whatever I find or whatever realization or whatever thing I feel is my, is up to my discretion, but I'm starting to feel comfortable with in my being in the sea of my emotions and not let it get me down. So don't let your emotions get you down. And just remember, you still matter, but you still got to find a way. That's true. All right. I think, you know, that's a good transparency. We out here. Now he's back to the titties and bitches and shit. You heard? <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Oh, man. Start off with sad news, by the way. The Cash App CEO killed in san francisco due to a stabbing and this has all the conspiracy theorists out we mentioned this in the interview earlier this has everybody thinking what's going on is this a conspiracy what's your thoughts on everything slick timing timing will always like you can never prove anything like we're not going to prove it but timing is always suspicious because as the cash app ceo was killed murdered whatever you would like to call it the government is launching their own cash app like payment system. So essentially there will be a federal version of cash app where you can, you know, send it, pay, send payments and receive payments. And they're pretty much doing this to eliminate uh physical paper money. So I think every, like we said, everything was going digital a few years back. Um, So now we're seeing the government have theirs. It's just an unfortunate situation. Like I looked up his net worth. There's only worth about 10 million, which is still a lot of money for the average Joe. But it's also like, dang, what what was happening? If it was a conspiracy, like, what would they have on y'all? And if it's not, too, like, the timing of this announcement couldn't be worse. Because now it's like people looking at you crazy. But the way that our world works, it moves so fast, like, people aren't going to have a time to even process that. But definitely sending, you know, love and light to his family in this tragic time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Um, now to the news that to the to the game that had over 9.9 million viewers that had everybody in their rough in Twitter. LSU versus Iowa. And this was a goodie. It wasn't even a good game, to be honest with you, because LSU was whipping that ass. <laughs> what got the media attention was, you feel me, the Bayou Barbie, Angel Reese, returning 
the trash talk back to Caitlin. What's her last name? You know her last name? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> all right, whatever. We 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 all hear about the Bayou Barbie. And they had they had a lot of people calling her classless, unsportsmanlike. Just a lot of bad names. What's your thoughts on that game and what the criticism that Andrew um, um Andrew Reese had? Well, first of all, congratulations to Andrew Reese and the LSU uh, ladies basketball team because they won the national championship. That's the first and foremost thing. Caitlin Clark was by far one of the most sensational, if not the most sensational women's player, I mean, probably basketball player in college, regardless of gender, this past year. She put up crazy numbers. I she was just being applauded for you know the trash talk that she demonstrated against them. was it South Carolina or Tennessee whatever school they played last week or two weeks ago she was getting think oh the Gamecocks yeah South Carolina right so mm-hmm. she was definitely being applauded for you know talking back to them you know making doing the John Cena you can't see me sign with Tony Yayo excuse me one time for Yayo and shout out to John Cena because John I didn't know I, you know I was going to get on white people because they kept saying the John Cena I'm like yo. Even though I'm from Brooklyn, you got to give it up to Queens niggas over here. You know, Tony Ayo had everybody. If you was a young nigga during that time, yeah. he was over here shaking. Ah. Not just so crazy. But John Cena gave gave Tony Ayo his credit on national TV. That's a Fendi. But, um, yeah, man, I think that, you know, from her doing it to Angel Reese, I think context matters. I believe uh, uh, Caitlin Clark was doing it to a girl that was talking smack, and she was, they were, like, losing the game. Like, Caitlin Clark, y'all fucking lost, dummy, shut up. And injuries definitely was going out, but you also got to be like, yo, it's a competitive sport. If they were male basketball players doing it, no one would say it wouldn't be this much of a national outrage. And you also got to say it's definitely it was a lot of white talking heads that took the time to just you know remark. Because I honestly, I, if you want to make it a race thing, Caitlin Clark was being she was about to be anointed. She's about to be Lady Bird. They was about to make her the face of women's college basketball or of college basketball because there haven't been like the male stars that were break doing numbers didn't make the championship games right. So she was about yep. to be the face of college basketball for the next year. She's coming back next year too, I believe. So she was about and to And shout out to her though. Shout out to her because they had an interview with her after all that and she stood ten toes. They were trying to raise bait her into getting some bad answers. But she over here criti- she said that she shouldn't be criticized. She shouldn't be able to do everything. So shout out to you for taking that route because black Twitter was gonna be on your ass, girl. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think that's that shows the maturity because it wasn't her. There wasn't a beef between them. It was just two competitors. And I've you the national player of the year and I'm busting your ass and I'm we about to take the chip. I'm gonna let you know if I'm a competitor. We see that all the time. I just think the reaction to it was just so poor because it's like it's people with platforms that want to, you know, shit on the black girl for showing this energy and effort. And like I can say, like there was some, was it the fact that um, Angel Reese was like going down the court to make sure she's so Caitlyn? But that's like, yo, you're a number one player in the country. I'm like top five. I'm top ten. She was they was somebody called her Pat Bev and they pulled up a stat. She was averaging like twenty five and fifteen. I'm like. Pat Bev with <laughs> it's like Angel Reese was a pro- she was a number two she was a number two recruit in her high school class like let's not do that let's not diminish skill set because you know you're mad at her at an, a gesture the better team won the better team typically beats the better the the, the standalone player we know that right and what I want to say is for the white folks that didn't get it because I see a lot of the white folks was like why is it a race thing is this this unspoken is how comfortable these people with these platform was. Was it was so ready to criticize a black woman, the 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 openness, the freedom they felt like they could say all these things about a black woman, do the trash talking when just forty eight hours before that, Caitlyn was held as having swag for doing similar act, so doing similar action. 
So that's the reason why we're upset because it's not the same. You felt so you felt so inclined to sit here and say classic and all this stuff without even doing the research. And the thing about it is one of the and I'm not even gonna mention his name, one of the other people who call her a classic um piece of shit, he didn't even watch games, he's not even in tune. He just saw one clip, it's like he saw one clip of her doing it and wrote that tweet on your major platform, and you don't even pay attention to sports like that because he's mostly a political guy. And I was like, yo, and this is the problem. And this is why everybody was getting on y'all for that because y'all felt so free to say saying about black folks, especially black women. Stop disrespecting our queens, you heard? And shout out to Andrew Reese because right now she, she's on a whole tour right now. She wallet. Shout she out with Ja Morant, with the Blicky. You, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> oh, Ja Wick. You feel me? Shaq, Shaq showing her mad love. Yo, shout to Kevin on stage. Kevin on stage um, purchased a whole lot of her jerseys and merch off her website. She's getting mad deals. Both her and number four on the team went to a million followers. Even, and I wouldn't disrespect the number four on the team. Slick talk while I find the number four on the LSU team because she about to get a first from Little Wayne over here. Oh, no, nah, yeah. We definitely supporting the LSU team. Because I think at the same point, you got to say, like, yo, y'all showed out. And it was a great story. Like, they were the uh, – was, those were the two stories of the tournament outside of South Carolina. It was like you got Caitlin Clark wilding, but then this LSU Tiger, Lady Tigers are wilding the fuck out. And it's going to nah, be a beautiful I'm, thing I'm to I might butcher your first name, Mama. I'm sorry. But Flu Jai Johnson, number four on the team – she she about to she about to get a little track from little Wayne out here. You feel me? And what's your thoughts about them declining Joe um Joe Biden's offer now? Oh no, nah, they Joe, didn't. They don't want to go there. Joe Biden tried to be cute and invite you. Never. The, when have you ever heard of the the runner up making going getting invited to the White House as well? Just say it. Yeah, I was ready for Caitlin Clark. She was about to be the, on the face of everything. They going they going. She's gonna be the face of college basketball next year, and we know it. But I think it's like if you're going to really try to change the rules to appease another person, like we we don't have to be there. It's funny, and it's like I remember we're dealing with twenty year old kids. Like if it's if it's even a, a ounce of disrespect, they're not going. They're not doing it. <laughs> let's talk. Let's keep it above. Ain't saying nothing. And everybody who's out here getting that angel for talking about the Obamas, you have to understand this girl is twenty twenty one. Obama was president at two thousand eight, and also. Yo, that's only that's the she was she lived under a black president. No matter what you thought about um Obama, especially for you old adults, that's that's her. And that's why it was so special for Obama to become president, because this is why, you know, they stood up for her. But shout out to y'all once again, even though the Yukon shout out to her to her cousin too, because the men Yukon team won, even though that game was lackluster compared to the women's game. Yeah, they got smoked. You feel me? Yeah, facts. San Diego State now now this is this dreamville happened this past weekend and i'm upset that we didn't go slick we got to start going to some festivals the people need to see us in public slick wow. For what? <laughs> come on now you didn't like you, you you said this probably might be one of the best lineups oh absolutely because dreamville has a hell of a roster and you take that you add drake and cole on stage at the same time you add usher Sir. who is on a fucking run right now with this the single, the the residencies, like he's doing his fucking thing. Who else was in that mode? Like the lineup, the presentation was Flocker. Walker. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, it was definitely one of the on the Walker. You had Glorilla. Oh, baby Tate. I don't know if Baby Tate is signed to Burner Boy too. I, I'm about to say I knew Burner was supposed to be there too, right? But yeah, like that's a yeah. great lineup. Like it's shitting on anything else. City else. Girls, Key Glock. Shit, they had a lot of people. <laughs> nah, that would have been energy. That definitely if it was this weekend, we could have been out. That's the thing that made me mad. If it was this weekend, we could have been out. But um, 
Yeah, bro. Like, definitely, definitely one of the better lineups. I think it was great to see Drake give J. Cole his flowers and just see, like, two legends on the stage. They can coexist. We got to get Kendrick out there next year with them. Let's get all three out there. Let's do all three on the stage. What would you do if Drake, Kendrick, and Cole did a, a tour? A, not a tour, but maybe they did a couple of live events together. How would you feel? I hope they bow down to the GOAT, the fuck, <laughs> to the six god. Like, I, I, I forgot we was in Dreamville. I thought it was OVO Festival a quick second. You saw my boy Drake bought out Lil Wayne, bought out Mad Folks, bought out 21 Savage over here, bought out Lil Uzi Vert. I'm, we got to see I'm saying this right now on the public platforms. Like, we gotta go to the concert this summer, slick. Because he's the fucking goat. Buy the tickets, then. You buy the tickets. I'll meet you there. He's the goat. You buy the tickets. I came here today to say my man is the goat. Well, all right, Drip Bayless. Now I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little respect for J Cole now because you know they fuck with each other. The six god, you know, spares him. But you Kendrick Lamar fans. Fuck out of here, little niggas. You can never, you hear me? You can never disrespect the boy, the chosen one. Mr. I'm light-skinned, but I'm still a dark nigga. You hear me? Jersey Drake Rogers. Mr. Do right and kill everything. You feel me? Fuck out of here. All right. I, I, you know me. I had to get my shit off. Whatever you say, sir. <laughs> All right. Oh, now, this one, we did, this one has been in a topic. It's been in 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 the in the circuit for a minute, but we never got to touch on it until now. Lawson Pimpin. Now we did talk about her relationship with Michael Jordan's son, but she recently did a show where she talked about her sex schedule with Scotty Pimpin and what how many times they had sex will surprise you. Like you wanna play that clip? I was married for 23 years. I've always had sex like four times a night. Four times a night? Four times a night. Yeah, so three times a week is Hold on. You're telling me you had sex four times a night when you were married? No, I had sex four times a night every night. I never had a day off for 23 years. Wait, what? What? Yes. What? Your poor vagina. You had sex 28 times a week. Yeah, I swear. For... But with 23 yeah. years? Yeah. So on the oh road, too, when you were traveling? We never spent time away from each other. Okay. Like, we, we had a private wow, plane. I traveled with my kids. Oh. Yeah. Marcus has big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Why you throw the shot at Marcus? Marcus, mind his damn business over here. But, Slick, 28 times? God bless you. <laughs> This is this is why you not this is why you always be robbing to, to Michael Jordan's Batman over here because your ass was focused on a lot of box instead of instead of boxing. Well, she out. said a night. She, <laughs> was, she said a night, not like throughout the day. Like she was like a night. So that's after games and shit. He was just beating it down every night. He was taking. Did he on. have a did he have a back issues during his whole career? He definitely did back surgery and all of that. That's why <laughs> he was blowing her back out. Ended up throwing his out. Not cutting uterus. I, Bro, I ain't gonna hold you, ladies. Niggas don't want that much sex. I don't know what niggas are. I, 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 I maybe niggas do, but I ain't niggas. Okay, <laughs> give, give me, give me, give me some sex a couple of times a week. Some head. I'm Gucci. <laughs> I don't need twenty eight times. You don't need twenty eight. You're not going four times a night. Not even off the ashwagandha, the big three, the maca root. Nigga, you, you will be happy if you get a half, <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> Nah, four. That's wicked. Four times is crazy. Scotty, this is why he hurt now. He like shit. Damn, I was like, who else? Niggas don't got a job. 
But he also was, he he was underpaid his whole career, damn. So he wasn't even, he wasn't even making real money beating it down like that. Imagine <laughs> niggas don't got hobbies. <laughs> his hobby you was fucking no shows back in the day. Like you couldn't stream back in those days, <laughs> bro. He probably was on some pills, man. He probably was taking something that had his testosterone going through the roof. Oh, my nigga, my nigga was on that Blue Chew before Blue Chew came out. <laughs> fucking Blue Chew, the Royal Honey had the original honey. What? Nah, I can't do that, bro. Can you? Can you? You think? You think in your prime? You we in our prime right now, but you think we be, we're beat down yeah. by life? We not in our prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in your college years, you think you could do twenty eight times a week? Twenty eight times a week? I think on a great day, she you might have got it three times in one day on a great day. And then you wasn't seeing me and for like two. And that's also I want to know too. Is it throughout the day or is it? She said at night, which is that's sitting. Like, yeah, she said that. Nah, not one sitting. I need a I need a sandwich and a nap in between sessions. I'm not going front. Now, now if it's throughout the day, that's you fine. could you could get you could get two or three out of me. Yeah, throughout the day you're gonna have time to you know pre- pre- perform as required as requested. But yeah, now nah, you're not getting four times consecutively. That's I don't think that's humanly possible off of healthy lifestyles and living. There's some girls in there that probably nigga. talking shit right now, but hey, fuck y'all. Whoever fucking y'all four times a day, good luck. God bless. Hope they hope they really a nigga. <laughs> that pussy trash if I'm fucking four times a day. I ain't gonna hold you. Like that means that I ain't gonna hold you. That shit trash. <laughs> I'm checking. Like was, that shit by school. Like one night, one night he spent on her back tour. The other one he pretended to nut inside of her. Like, poor, all right, the other two, you those is legit. The fuck? I'm- bitch, my shit. You you get you get you get in the gummy worm after a while, bitch. <laughs> You getting the gummy worm? I ain't doing none of that. I I ain't gonna lie. Any any girl out here trying to yo, Brian? I went, ah, stop it. Go get you a stud. <laughs> Can't fuck with a love nigga if you with me. Go get you a stud. <laughs> Let the stud rock you out for a little bit. Come back after you done. You feel me? <laughs> I guess we can make the transition to the Lakers now because that went well. <laughs> You wait, wait. You telling me you're not gonna let the stud get your girl if your girl have a high sex drive? That's fine by me. Do what you gotta do, mama. I just I don't want to know about it. <laughs> All right, cool. Copy the Lakers, man. I, I came here to boast about the Lakers, but they lost to the Clippers last night. Eleven straight times. So, you know, I just wanted to congratulate them, bro, because from a two and ten to the record that they got now, bro, they still got a chance to move into the playoffs, not the plan. To the sixth seed, depending on if teams lose the last couple of games or whatnot, depending on some situations. But, bro, look look how we're talking about them. We was talking about how they wasn't going to make the playoffs, the playing at all. To now, they're saying that yo, if they stay healthy, they got the they got a they got a good chance to make it out the West. They they are, they are a factor. What's your thoughts, man? You 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 the basketball guy. Um, yeah. it definitely comes down to health and matchups. I think if you're five, if you're six, that means you play Sacramento. Their first time in the playoffs. Not really. I mean, the numbers say they're decent defensively, but they're not a, a playoff defense. Is a different animal. It's a slower we game. Beat them. Yeah, it's a slower game. You know, do the do the rookies and the young players show up? You know. Is AD and LeBron healthy? LeBron dropping a couple thirty balls. You can see he's getting over the the hump of the foot injury. AD looked like that game winner. Yeah, AD looked like he slowed down the last two games after averaging damn near forty. But you got two generational players and a great, a good supporting cast. I won't say great, but.
but a really good supporting cast. Very similar. I think they need an extra big man. They need, a, a, I think, Waylon Gabriel playing your backup center position. I get it. Mo Bamba is hurt, but I feel like if they had a roster spot, that's something they should have looked to to fill, sign somebody to play that backup center that could really have a defensive impact. But um, yeah, man. It's, if you say you get the Kings, you survive the Kings. I think they could beat the Kings in the series. I think they could beat Denver in a series. I think the one, two, three seeds. I think they could beat. But it's like four is Phoenix with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre. And fifth is the Clippers, who you haven't beaten in the last eleven games. Sixth is Golden State, or seventh, depending on how you swing it, is Golden State. So really, those top three seeds, it's more predicated on health more than talent. So it's like okay. Those top, like four or five, if you're in the fourth seed, you're playing KD in the first round. KD, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. So if that's the Clippers or Golden State, oh, that's a fucking, that's a championship series right there. If you really look at it on paper, if you're if you're the sixth seed, you got a chance. If you're the seventh seed, you got a chance because you can get to the second round. Who knows what happens? Injuries, the Clippers are missing Paul George. The Lakers were on a back-to-back. There are no back-to-backs in the playoffs. I would argue that they have a, as fair a shot as anybody. I still think it's between this year I'm going Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Phoenix have the uh, will be my my preferred finals rematch. Because I think when you really think you think about the story, think about storytelling, right? What happened? How did Milwaukee get to the finals? KD steps on the on the three point line, so it becomes a two. They go to overtime. Milwaukee wins in Game Seven. Then they go they go go down o two against Phoenix, and then the Suns run out of gas, and then Milwaukee wins their championship. Then Phoenix last year gets knocked out by Luka. How they bounce back? They turned Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson into Kevin Durant, who Giannis beat two years ago. Now, yo, it's beautiful. I don't know. As much as I want Chris Paul to win a championship, I do. But if I can pray for LeBron to get his fifth. I don't think this year. I don't think. What else? My nigga is in year 20. (laughs) He's going to play. But in year 20, he's still averaging 30. And you you get you know if they go D'Lo or if they get Kyrie if they trade sign and trade uh, D'Lo for Kyrie, that means during the regular season you got more offensive firepower so we can pick his spots. He's already a leading scorer, so he's not going to worry about averaging thirty again. It shouldn't have to. You got the pieces where you could resign. You know you can cut and resign Beasley at a better price. Vanderbilt's only on the books for four million. If you got to pay D'Lo, you can pay Kyrie instead. Whatever you got to figure out how you're going to pay Schroeder, but he you know. That team is well balanced. You're a big man, an extra big man away, and a consistent and Austin Reeves, right? You feel me? Yo, we draft good white niggas. I ain't gonna hold you. The Lakers we have, draft good white. If you're niggas. being honest about scouting, the Lakers have one of the better scouting departments. You think about it, D'Angelo Russell, All Star, Julius Randle, All Star, All NBA, Brandon Ingram, All Star, uh, leader of a playoff Ooh. team, Josh Hart, elite role player, uh. Lonzo Zubac, Ball. Lonzo Ball, prior to injury, was a, a solid point guard prospect. He's probably a highest and he pick. was doing good shit in, in Chicago, too. He's probably the highest pick that they had, and that it just didn't turn into a superstar compared to his, his draft class, his position. But then think about uh, Zubac starting and I think that was more so. I think that was more so his dad. I think if his dad wasn't talking that much his first year or two in there, they probably would have kept him. I'm about to say, but even so, you think about who he's compared to. You could have had De'Aaron Fox. You could have had who else was in that class. I forget. But they were pieces. But what I'm saying is that the Lakers have a good scouting department. But I just fear because the teams that are bunched up, like, again, I don't. there's there's a high chance that the one, two, and three seed don't make it out the first round in the West. Mm-hmm. You could argue if, if the Lakers fall to the plan, lose game seven, and become the eighth seed. I got them beating Denver. I could see it. If – Who's two? Uh, if 
Uh, who's, who would be seventh in that case? Mm, who's that? Uh, it'd probably be uh, the Pelicans or somebody, right? I can see the Pelicans giving uh, – if, if Zion comes back I can see, and Valanciunas is healthy, I can see the Pelicans giving the Grizzlies problems. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can see Golden State or the Clippers giving Sacramento hell. And then that 4-5 series, whoever it is versus Phoenix, it's money. It's either Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, or LeBron James against Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. What a better way. Like, And that's just the West. You go East, you mean to tell me Nixon Cavaliers after or that those supposed crazy-ass trade productions that was supposed to go on last year isn't a great story? You going to say that who's seventh? Who's who's in the plan for the East right now? You got uh, Miami, Miami, Boston in the first round after go, being going through each other for the conference finals last year is in a great series. Mm-hmm. Who's who's six? Who's six? six is going to be a wash? Brooklyn versus uh versus uh who is it? Uh, Philly, Philly's going to smoke. Philly better smoke though. And then Milwaukee, like it's a cakewalk, not a cakewalk. To the, it's a cakewalk to the semifinals. I agree. So it's no, gonna, you you make perfect sense. It's going to be a great finals, but like I said, I would probably at this point. So I'm, I'm uh, leaning towards Milwaukee. So what you Phoenix. Would call that Chicago and the Raptors are in the tenth and the ninth spot right now, fighting for the play in, and you have Atlanta at eight and Miami at seven. Do you got Brooklyn Nets at I six. Have, I have no hope for whoever's ten and nine in the East making it past. Then you got Knicks at fifth, Cavaliers at four, Philly mm-hmm. at three, Celtics mm-hmm. at two, and Bucks at one. See, I did it off the top of my head. That's why I was umming. But yeah, like. This is all, and this is high quality basketball. These are all winning teams outside of whoever's in tenth. And also, don't sleep on the Mavs. If if Thunder's don't get their shit together, they can lose that tenth spot, and the Mavs They're can come top. in. And now, defensive wise, Mavs can't do shit. Offensively, if 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 they 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 they'll shoot the shit out that ball. That's offending. So we'll see, man. But I'm probably right now leaning Milwaukee, Phoenix. Uh. If I had my choice, like I could two K it, <laughs> game slot it. I would love to see a uh, Boston LA get matchup or a Philly LA matchup, but that's just because I want to see Ron have a chance to get five. But we'll see what happens, man. Fact. All right, all right, all right. So let's get to our song week, man. If you are listening this on YouTube, please exit and go to one of your favorite streaming platforms, whether that is Stitcher, Audacity, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple. And go listen to us because we're on all streaming platforms. And also, we do have a Spotify and an Apple Music playlist. So go check that out in the link below. All right. What's your song of the week this week, brother? Uh, First song of the week. I've been trying to get into Larry June recently. He just dropped a project with him and Alchemist. So this is Summer Rain featuring Ty Dolla Sign by Larry June. Say you boss if you don't handle biz Real men stay on 10 Take care of their kids You boys talking too much It's time to show them in I did shows around the globe And never took a cent That might have went over your head I be thinking different I bought real estate Before I went and bought the bent I had sun 10 toes When you was in your feelings And I ain't need no record deal To touch my first million Spending money on assets For rainy days I'm more focused on ownership Not the fact Grab an old long tee, then jump in the stand. We just touch down, but right back on the plane. Summer rain. Summer rain. Summer rain. Summer rain. Summer rain. 
down top down in the summer rain. That's Larry June featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Alchemist. Soccer to man. And now right up next we got my man Tyler the Creative Man. Shout out because Tyler one of the original weird niggas in hip hop. When everybody was trying to do the same thing, we was in like that weird space where was black music profitable. Tyler was on his own lane with Our Future. He just dropped a deluxe finally to call me if you get lost. This is the lead single. This is Dog Tooth. She could rob my face, I don't want nothing in return Her body counting who she fuck ain't never my concern I'm trying to buy my neighbor house We back in it She could rob my face, I don't want nothing in return Except for some of her time and all her love, that's my concern I'm trying to buy my neighbor house and turn it to a y'all If you don't know my grandma name, then we ain't really dogs, bitch I shook your hand, I don't respect, don't call me king I'm not your twin, I'm not your brother, we just met See, I won't purchase, no Birkin Got hobbies, got purpose, got thumpers, I'm perfect Yeah, Kelly Green Wagon look better when the gloom out Canary shine brighter in the dark, I bought the moon out The plane fly better when it's just me and the pilot Tuition for the mileage, it's worth it for the silence there he goes, he cast bras like radio Shit your lady knows, this young T like baby clothes Yes, yes, that was Tyler, the creator, Dog Tooth, off of the extended version of Call Me If You Get Lost, the estate sale. All right, all right. Now is my time. Song of the week. This is, you know, I got this. I, I listened to this song because LMA is featured on this track, but this is Kiana Lee, Jealously. Admit that she's jealous. Shout out to you, Baba. That was Kiana Lee, jealous, featuring LMA. Now, Slick, mm. we just talked about this guy early over here, man. I don't know. I don't know if this is direct shot at Kanye West. I'ma think not, because you know, apparently they're supposed to be cool, but he just sampled this man's ex-wife in this song. And you know who I'm talking about. Jizzy Drake Rogers, the sixth god, the boy. Whatever. This is a leaked song, by the way. Which I mean, not leaked song because he played it on the sound radio. But this is Drake. Rescue me. You are now listening to the champion sound, Nigel hey. sound, yeah. the world's Penny greatest X. sound. I need someone to be patient with me. Someone to get money when I take it from me. Uh, they don't even need to be as famous as me. I don't think I meet them at the places I be, but deep. I just 
far just to come this far and not be happy. Nah, this is all gonna suffer. Okay, slick. This is the song on the summer, man. Take me out the map. Girl, you see it's ghetto out here, baby. Take me out. I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of being out here with these hooligans and heifers. Take me out. What's your thoughts on that song, Slick? No, it sounded dope. I don't know if it's an actual single or if it's a I know he's dropping a song tonight. I don't know if that's a single or if that's a reference track. You know how Drake will do. He'll drop the reference and then drop the official whatever he created all for the reference, but definitely a vibe, definitely a vibe. All right. Okay. So you know, go go stream that. It, I don't think it's on streaming platforms, but it's on YouTube and on Twitter and everything. So go listen to the rest of the song there, and go listen to the previous songs of the week on our Spotify and Apple Music playlist. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick, drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You gonna love it here? Shit, what is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Toxic Service Announcement. All right, the TSA Slick and I holding this down. And, you know, we got a couple of topics here. Some We're going to have a live reaction of Slick to this song. Might be a potential song of the summer, but we're going to get straight to it. We're not going to get to that just yet. All right, Slick. Get that video loaded up real quick. Slick, is there a red flag Depending on that person's favorite artist. You're asking me? Is do I think there's a red flag? It depends on how obsessive they are with it. Like if you were just a fan, like you go hard, like I go hard for Chris Brown, you go hard for Drake. Like as a, a fan of or Usher, like, you know, as a fan of an artist, cool, but like it mean like you want some obsessive, creepy shit. More more so, more so, more so if you listen to this artist, oh, you toxic. <laughs> oh no. Play the clip. <laughs> flag. Of someone's favorite artist like if you meet a girl and she's like my favorite artist is x are you looking at her like <clears throat> ew the red flag is if you talk to a guy and he says yeah my favorite rapper is j cole that's a red flag okay <laughs> before i say what i have to say are we being serious or are we joking i don't know whatever you want whatever's the most funny because if we're joking then yes of course if we're being serious then no girls love to put that on us like right. they don't have it. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you like mean? she said, "Oh, that if a guy likes J Cole, right? What are girls the women have doing? a handful as well that we're fans of. That Cut is a red flag off, to you guys. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When I say red flag, I don't mean deal breakers. And we're joking on this one. Obviously, we doesn't really matter what artist you listen to. You could be toxic or not toxic, even if you listen to your quote unquote toxic artist. But slick, I ain't gonna hold you. Did it. I'm thinking of an artist, and I can't really tell. I know if you listen to Janae Aiko religiously, oh, you beat niggas. <laughs> you put hands on niggas. Depending on what Summer Walker song is in rotation, I'd be like, oh, this bitch is broken. <laughs> you feel me? You, you, you love Mary J. Blige a little too much? Oh, damn, you've been hurt. You've been dicked down and left. I was about to say, on, on your birthday. <laughs> on your birthday you've been left on your birthday after just sucking some dick that's crazy facts but also like i ain't gonna lie this is for new york women if you listen to a lot and then i love drill music but if i make a shorty in all she most do. of the shit she listen to is glah glah boom all right shorty mm-mm, you want to niggas you a nigga you a nigga with a vagina that's it facts you gonna really tell me to clap your cheeks with tim's on all right you gonna live up to that new york stereotype Yo, gra- grab my burner and run it through my hair bitch what <laughs> 
but but you know what? If, if you know it's a green flag, you should listen to Erica Badu. I know that incense. I don't pussy. see nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, that shit. That shit. That shit got uh-uh. the juice box. No mm-hmm. incense pussy is dangerous. It's not to be played with. I've learned not to play with incense pussy. And she was checking her chakras and had me worrying about what vegetables and alkalines I was putting in my diet, nigga. I ran far, far she, away. She, she gonna, wait, was she gonna have you? What's she, what, what? Those hats that um, the, common the little koofy shit. Was I'm not wearing the koofies. Yeah, yeah, nigga. A bright with a bright ass orange, tight ass sweater. No, I don't need that in my life. Nigga, fuck around and, and and do and do Ramadan. Oh, <laughs> going fast. Oh, I'm about Kareem. Like, yeah, nigga. It's like what? Uh-uh, I'm not dealing that. I'm not. You don't got you don't got no artists. You think it might be a green flag or a red flag? I don't know. That I would say if she bop, is she vibing to? I think if she listen to Cole, she it's a green flag. I know they were joking. Like if a girl can listen to Cole and enjoy it, like yo, I fuck with you, shorty, because that means you're not just about to turn up. You want to listen to the lesson of the story and not just the fun shit. I think if but don't break down the bar, just don't break down the bars though. Don't tell not? me yo, you saw what he said. Like I, right, if I'm you're like, not a rapper, rapper, don't tell me. That. <laughs> but I'm like that with anybody. I don't give a fuck if I caught it. Cool. If I didn't catch it, I don't give a fuck. I just want to enjoy this. I like the, I just like the song. Don't try to prove to me how great a fan you are. So because because you know what the lyrics mean. Or you made he made it. Double entendre Ooh I don't give a fuck <laughs> Facts um, I mean but I, I don't think there's any other Other artists In my In my In my current Ooh What's if, a lot of If she an Eminem if, if, if she Shorty listen to Future I ain't gonna hold you If she's an Eminem fan I don't fuck with her <laughs> Well She gotta be white <laughs> You don't <laughs> If she's an Eminem fan I'm not jacking I've had black girls Like Eminem is the, is the goat And I'd be like Alright Stop talking to me <laughs> Now I don't mind you vibing out to future if future is playing somewhere, but if you like in a car and you voluntarily put future on, oh you got multiple niggas. <laughs> you got multiple niggas, or you or you selling packs around the town. <laughs> you doing something illegal or something wrong. You're not gonna tell me, you're not gonna play my collection and think I'm gonna look at you as a sweet, modest woman over here. Yeah, that's yeah. a no. There's some songs, there's some shit that we'll play. And I was like, bitch, if I it's not my my phone connect to your Wi-Fi, I just got here. How the fuck? Why is now, why is Bobby Schmurder on the sex playlist, bitch? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now this goes perfect to the next topic over here. Now, cue up the song slick. If she playing one of these songs, it's either she's oh oh uh a rare breed of just freedomness, or just I don't know. You 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 take a guess. Play this first song, Pound Town. If she listens to this song over here, you know what it is. Take heat, fuck these niggas up. I would never fuck a shorty that talked like that to me. What 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 was that? She got pink coochie. Her booty hole brown. brown. That's, yeah, that was cute. What? Why? Why did? 
What's the next song, bro? That's already the song of the summer. That's a famous, that's like a, a viral TikTok song going crazy right now. Shout out to Sexy Red Pound Town. But Slick, you have to play this song for this whole duration. Please, Slick. This is a live reaction. I thought you heard Pound Town already because it's on TikTok. I've, I've heard of some of it. I didn't realize it was a real song. Yes. But this song, this is a live reaction, everybody. This is possibly one of the greatest songs ever made or possibly one of the worst songs ever made <laughs> you be the judge of it ladies and gentlemen if you're on youtube please exit already this is sukiana eating bitches suki with a good cat yeah y'all hoes know my fucking name bitch yeah suki i take your nigga put this pussy on his tongue all in my lungs And you know he chewed this ass Don't be dumb I got niggas trying to pay to eat this pussy on my thumb Dick all in my booty hole I'm finna get my ass bleached I don't want your kids nigga Put them on my ass sheet Cause I'm trifling 40 Glock on my nightstand Roll up his backwood Before he put that pipe in Bitch I'm busting jugs In the Hellcat In the backseat Getting fucked from the back no, I got that good cat. You better break a bitch off. Kick cat. I just want a big dick in my esophagus. These niggas love me cause I'm pretty and I'm chocolate. He just popped a perk 30, got that perky dick. And my red dude, bitch, you know I'm taking dick. I'm hot in the tail. And I'm selling tail. Bitch, I'm drunk as hell. Where is the rotel? Dick. I need some rotel. Dick. Bitch, you know I'm strapped with a stick Every Glock I got, got a switch Bitch, stop the car, I got a piss He just ate my ass, he wanna switch Now I'm eating his ass, eating his ass Eating a nigga ass, eating a nigga ass We be eating niggas ass fuck was that <laughs> yo song of the summer slick song of the summer you're a fucking sicko that was real song of the summer. that was real like she really put that out come on slick eat her ass and she switched yo shout out to the girls who eat ass out here shout out to my gooch lickers my ball suckers my ass tickers <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? Wait, why? You couldn't th- you couldn't find nothing else to talk about. I don't have I don't have words. I don't I don't know what I just listened to. <laughs> what you you not down with it? I just... Equality. <laughs> wow. Um You put you put a little tongue in your in, in a girl butt before. You don't want the return favor? <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how she wasn't talking about that whole but she turned around towards the end. Now I'm eating his ass, and then the thing about it is, you know, when some, sometimes when someone put it like a lyric and try to run past it after a while, oh, nah, no. she stood on that. She stood ten toes down on that one. Wow. That's like you not. That's you not add that to the playlist. Get the fuck away from me! <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me! What are we? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Oh, oh man. Oh, that was a that was a good joke. I I waited a whole day 
to play this on the pod and got the reaction that I needed. All right, before we close out, all right, we have, you know, everybody loves to choose one thing that we've been doing slick. I'll come back with a lot of one, but this one has been on the news, so slick. Dinner with Soulja Boy or $250 in food stamps? Choose one. Current Soulja Boy? Like Big Draco. Big Draco right now. Yes. Give me my, my food stamps. <laughs> he ain't about to blow New Jersey up. You want him to blow New York up over here? No, it's not that. It's just like, as a marketer, Young Soldier Boy was it. I don't feel like anything he has done recently has been like astronomical. But you admit he's a goat. He's a legend for what he did with, you know, Fruity Loops and creating his you own. Didn't, you didn't like to make it clap, clap, clap. No, that was cool. He found a way to bring him on. But I'm like, that's music. That's your job. I'm not a musician. I'm not. I'm his business savvy with what he's willing to try. The game system and all the other stuff was dope. His way he used YouTube to keep himself relevant was dope. I think that that has that formula that he's used has kind of been replicated already. Everybody's in entrepreneurship. Everybody, and I think the fact that he is Soldier Boy, it's easy for him to slap his name on some things and you know get things that an average person wouldn't be able to you know push forward. But right now, groceries is fucking expensive. I'll give you them two fifty so I can live like a king for at least a month. I bet you two fifty in food stands plus the two fifty he's about to spend, you about to go to Costco and wild the fuck out. So big Draco? I ain't gonna lie. If you know me in high school, you know Drake or you know Soldier Boy at one point was my favorite artist. One of my one of my favorite artists. That explains so I much. I ain't gonna lie. During high school during high school, I, I was going through I had different favorite artists. I actually like Gorilla Zoe. I don't think nobody even know about Gorilla Zoe anymore. But so I had the yums. You know about the yums. Shout out to all my old heads over here who had the yums and shit. I'm doing the dinner with Soldier Boy over here. You telling me this nigga is not entertaining? Look at this nigga. He so he 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 got at everybody who chose because this came from a video. He he got at everybody. Now he tried to apologize, and this is how his apology going. I'm going live right now. To shout out to all my all my fans in New Jersey. I feel like yesterday I overreacted on the video. I ain't even watched the video. I just seen the caption that niggas was putting and I went live and went off. Like a See, look, I'm trying to be nice. He talking about you banned from New Jersey. Hey, nigga, fuck New Jersey, nigga. We'll come and blow that shit up. That's what I'm saying, man. I- I'm done trying to apologize. I'm done talking about the shit. Suck my dick, nigga. Fuck New Jersey, nigga. And fuck all y'all fans, nigga. And fuck, suck my dick, nigga. Every time I try to come on here and apologize and keep it right, that's what I'm saying, nigga. Fuck New Jersey. We'll come blow that shit up. We'll come shoot that shit up. Y'all don't got shit. Y'all niggas broke, niggas. Fuck y'all, nigga. That's what I'm saying. I'm done apologizing. Fuck Jersey. I'm standing on it. Suck a dick. Fuck Jersey. Fuck all y'all fans and fuck everybody and fuck Double XL and fuck No Jumper and fuck World Star and fuck Satis and fuck Academics and fuck all y'all. I ain't squashing shit. Suck my dick, nigga. We don't want to come to New Jersey anyway, nigga. Y'all niggas broke, nigga. Fuck y'all, nigga. Okay. <laughs> you're telling me. You're not going to. That dinner is going to be hilarious, nigga. I'm not going to learn shit. There ain't nothing I'm going to be able to translate from that. At least I can eat good if I go to fucking. I'm going to go. I'm going to take my food stamps to a grocery store in New Jersey and I'll be A OK. <laughs> Come on now. Big Draco? The nigga who told, told Drake. Drake stole his style. Tell me what's really going on. 
what's happening. All my old OG Soulja Boy fans know about what's happening. You're telling me dinner with Draco won't be the most hilarious shit ever? And side note, Yo, you New Jersey niggas got to get your shit together. You had Cheap Keep with Finito, you know, blow New Jersey up. Now you about to have Big Draco on your asses. Yo, we on the side of y'all niggas. Keep y'all shit over there. Don't put no damage on New York, <laughs> Jersey, all right? <laughs> That's a fucking shame. <laughs> oh, man. This is a good way to end it. Yeah, I don't ever want to hear those fucking songs again. I hope you know that. I, I ain't gonna hold you. Might be might be a song of the week now. Might be a theme song for us. Yo, X, I need I need I need a I need a Sukihana <laughs> theme song for this podcast. I will turn this shit off right now. Do the wrap up so we can go. <laughs> all right. Um, please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If you're debrated those business opportunities, please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. And once again, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please follow. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review because that helps with the algorithm. I'm the host with the most. You feel me? Hemi Turner, Hemi Butler, Hem Duncan, Mr. Hem Hemi, like Beanie Man, BBJ, Poppy Sazon. It's your boy Slick. Y'all be great. We're going to see y'all next week. We out of here. Takao. Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that uh-huh. <laughs> This your favorite podcast, favorite podcast Every show is lit, baby, you know what we finna do Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga, oh well We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well <laughs> This might not go Hey, <laughs> hey, that's it, one take We not even doing it again Keep that, that's the one 